everybody, welcome back to Witch Fix. This is a review that I've wanted to do for a while. Uh, I picked this book up, you probably saw it in my Glastonbury haul from when I was allowed to go to Glastonbury because we were all allowed to go places. Uh, but I bought a traditional wicker, A Seeker's Guide by Thorn Mooney in one of the bookshops there. I was really looking forward to reading it and then it went into the shelves and shelves of books that I have to review and then I got busy on another project uh, so I didn't read as much and I'm just getting around to it now which is a shame because it's actually a really good book and I definitely recommend it so that's you know my overarching opinion on the book and I'm going to get into a little bit about why that is. Now Thorn Mooney is a YouTuber I haven't watched many of her videos um, just because I tend to not watch a lot of content about witchcraft which I'm aware makes me kind of a hypocrite because that's the content content that I make um, but also because obviously a lot of her stuff comes from like a traditional wicker standpoint and I've never been into traditional wicker um, so just a reminder of like where I'm coming from in terms of my wiccan experience I was a solitary wiccan from basically age like I started reading getting into it around age like 12 13 kept practicing it on and off kind of learning about it and then got into other kinds of witchcraft but there's still like wiccan stuff in my practice now uh, and I'm like 29 nearly 30 so it's been a long old road um, but I've never really been interested in traditional wicca the whole idea of, of joining a coven uh, of being initiated into a coven and being part of that network I've had occasions where, you know, obviously being a solitary gets a little bit lonely and you kind of wish you had a community around you, but it's never really been my type of thing or something that I was really interested in doing. So why, you might ask, am I reading a book entirely about trying to find a coven and how to look for one and get initiated? Well, mainly it was curiosity. I wanted to find out, you know, how the other half live, what their experiences like. I'm always interested in reading about sort of personal experiences. It's why I enjoyed reading Merry Meet so much um, because you're basically just kind of finding out about someone's journey and obviously it would be a book about things that I'd never read anywhere else because I've never really read anything about this type of wicker. So that's what I went into it for and I do think that even if you're not interested in pursuing traditional wicker this is a fantastic book to read because it dismisses quite a lot of the myths about Wicca. And I'm not talking about the myths that every 101 book about solitary Wicca dismisses like, oh, we don't worship the devil. We don't do this. We don't do that. This is like misconceptions that you probably have about Wicca because all you know about Wicca is like solitary eclectic Wiccans. So this is like a fascinating read in just in terms of finding out about the religion. The second half of the book is mostly about like seeker guides but I think that's just generally good advice for anyone who's trying to find a community uh, even if you're not looking for a coven per se but just interacting with the pagan community at large then it is still pretty good advice it's good advice that I've seen elsewhere as well. So one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about the book is that it's written in the perfect way um, for me, for the, the way that I think that a lot of non-fiction books should be written, it's no nonsense. It's not even particularly long. It's just sort of over 150 pages, nearing 200. Um, and it's very down to earth, very focused. It has some kind of light humour elements threaded through it, but it definitely feels just like a conversation with a person. What isn't in there is a lot of like didactic stuff that's like this is the way you are meant to do things there are various points through it where the writer's like this is my opinion 
everyone has an opinion on this issue so this is just mine so that's quite nice and also there are no pages and pages of ineffable experiences things that you could not describe in words even if you wrote 500 pages about your specific experience in circle about your interpretation of the gods and how you saw them and what they said to you that experience is like worth its weight in gold to you but i can assure you that to everyone else reading your book kind of boring so i was really glad that it didn't have that in there it was just down-to-earth practical stuff with a very approachable uh, voice it didn't talk down it didn't sort of hide behind a load of jargon it was just a very plain speaking book which was excellent and i had a great time from start to finish just because it was so easy and pleasant to read so if normally you shy away from non-fiction books like i struggle to read quite a lot of them because of the way they're written like the order things are put in it, it just ends up sort of turning me off or being boring this did not have that issue at all and was really interesting with very clear headings very clear sections uh, every heading and section talked about what it said it was going to talk about instead of veering off onto a tangent it was just a beautifully put together book um and i think the amount of skill that's gone into writing it is is very clear like obviously Thorn Mooney has read her share of like many, many non-fiction books, clearly knows how to talk about things from an academic standpoint, and it, it really shows, and the book is just really, really, really well written. There are some really fascinating ideas in there, and coming from, as I do, like just an eclectic, solitary Wiccan type background, it's kind of fascinating to just peep through a little window and just be like, oh, okay, so this is what you guys are doing in here. Like, there's nothing secret or, I guess, like, oath-bound in the book. Um, it's all very, like, obviously, we're being told the things that we can be told. But it doesn't feel like that's being held over us, like, oh, no, we have secret knowledge that we can't share with you. It's more like, just, you know, this is how we operate. This is how this works. It's sort of like when you start working at a new company and they, like, explain their ethos to you and, like, how everything works in this particular company. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is different. To, to what what I've been dealing with before um so that's quite nice it breaks down a lot of common misconceptions I would say about, about Wiccans in general uh, typically like the whole like rule of three thing that not, not everyone follows it it's not really like a, a, as wide a reaching thing as, as people think it is the concept that not all of us have to believe the same thing but it's more about the practices and rituals that we do share as opposed to like shared beliefs about the gods and the afterlife and things like that which I found really interesting because I've always felt like reading these books that they kind of skirt over like the afterlife thing it tends to be just like a half a paragraph and you're like I feel like not a lot of thought has gone into this and this book kind of made me understand why it's because it, it doesn't have to have like the commonly shared belief like Christians believing in heaven that's not really a part of what makes it a religion and it also raises some interesting points about what a religion actually is and why it is often seen as something that looks exactly like christianity but with different words for things how did that become like the staple like the central idea of what a religion is why must all other religions conform to it um so that was really interesting um i think the first half of this book would be great if you were looking into the, the sort of foundation of Wicca as a religion, uh, like its beliefs, its 
how it compares to other things, some interesting talking points about it. And it, again, does clear up a lot of stereotypes about Wiccans being like, you know, vegans who are too frightened to work magic because it might kill a bug. So that was pretty interesting. And then the second part gets into how covens work and how approaching one works and like getting into that. It wasn't obviously interesting to me that much, um, just in a kind of comparative religion type way of it's like, this is something I have no intention of doing that I have no interest in for myself, but it's interesting to read about other people's experiences and how they felt about them. So that's what made that part interesting for me to read. Uh, where I came a little unstuck is chapter three, initiation. Initiation is a real touchy subject. Um, between like traditional Wiccans and you know eclectic solitary Wiccans because obviously you've got people who would like to be in a coven but through one reason or another they just can't be whether because they're like in the closet or they just live somewhere where there's nothing that they could join either no covens at all which uh, the book points out is probably a rare thing they're just there you don't know about them but also that there's covens that are just in traditions that you're not interested in so the you know the large majority of people practicing wicca tend to be solitaries and there's like a long history of being looked down on if you are a solitary it needled me a little bit but the chapter's handled quite well because the author goes into this thing of like, well, everyone's got their opinion on initiation. Everyone's going to see it a different way. You could argue about this for literally thousands of years. And it seems like people plan to. Um, but then, I don't know, some of the analogies kind of rubbed me up the wrong way. So, for example, uh, on page 47, start dealing with the t uh, subject of self-initiation. And... Uh, she gives a little bit of space to talking about how this has been like a kind of point of contention uh, and then she talks about how uh, basically we've discussed previously on page 44 about like initiation rituals in tribes like rituals or um, rites of passage you go through to be seen as an adult uh, to be seen as like a man instead of a boy um, and then we get to page uh, 49 where she says the crux of initiation, as we've discovered it so far, is that it's social. Whether we're talking about becoming a man or becoming a Wiccan, the whole point is the individual transitions from one position in society to another. Rites of passage, according to the scholars we've considered, are communal events. They have meaning only in social contexts. This kind of takes this um, concept that she's been talking about, of like the rites of passage thing, it assumes a lot. It assumes that, to you, initiation is something that is social and i don't think it is although there are some sources like before this in the chapter talking about what it is to be recognized in those societies going through a rite of passage obviously the point of self-initiation is that it applies to solitary people so if solitaries are self-initiating obviously it is not social for them it is personal by its very nature it is a personal rite that you are performing to yourself by yourself I think the mistake in this whole chapter is, is not the fact that it's discussing self-initiation, how um, valid it is. It's the fact that it goes into it treating self-initiation and initiation as if they are the same thing that accomplishes the same thing. And therefore, one of them cannot be valid because it's not doing the same thing as the first one. Uh, on a later page, she talks about how it's sort of like trying to be a doctor or a priest you have to go through these certain steps in order to be recognized as 
a doctor or a priest. And again, if that is how your understanding of initiation works, that you are being accepted into a body with recognised skills and legitimacy, then obviously self-initiation isn't going to match up to that. But self-initiation, I don't think anyone or, you know, any reasonably intelligent person performs a self-initiation and then thinks, I can join in with this coven over here because I'm also initiated. Like That's not how it works. And I think a better analogy um, would be to say that it's like becoming like getting a driver's license, for example, in America. So you, you've done through certain hoops, you get your driver's license in America and that's joining your traditional coven. You know, you've gone through all the steps of the learning and the being trained and now you have this kind of qualification or recognition that you have this certain skill set. If you go to a different country, that driver's license is not going to be valid. You can't say, well, I have a driver's license, so, you know, I, I can come in here and drive. Obviously, in some cases you can, but I'm talking broadly as, a, as an analogy here. Um, so it's sort of like self-initiation is like that. It's not saying I have initiated myself into your group. I don't have, you know, this thing. It's completely separate and different. It's like she's talking about how, you know, you need certain training to call yourself a doctor. But obviously, if you view traditional Wiccans, for example, as like medical doctors, other people can go to different institutions that aren't med schools and get a doctorate. That doesn't make them a medical doctor. They don't fit into that group, but they are still their own thing. And I think my main issue with the chapter was that it was taking a lot of things as read, even though it was said it was only an opinion, it's saying, you know, initiation is a social thing. Well, actually, it's not. And I get that some people would prefer if people like Solitary said, oh, it's just a self-dedication. Um, but to me, there is a difference between the dedication, which is like a declaration of intent, and then the actual important aspect, which is the initiation itself. You are saying that I'm actually moving to a different stage in my life. So to take it back to her original example of this ritual you go through to become a man, if you are the only one left of that tribe and you perform that ritual for yourself, that doesn't mean it has no meaning just because no one's around to recognise it. It has meaning to you because of what you've grown up with, of the things that you've learnt about your own society. So if you are someone who has looked into Solitary Wicca, has read a lot about it, it will have meaning for you to stand before your gods and say, I have decided to move from being someone who is not a believer in this, someone who isn't really involved in it, to devoting my life to you guys and, you know, moving into a, a practice where I actually take this religion on as my own. So predictably, I had a lot of feelings about that chapter. I think for the most part, it was really well handled. And as I've said, the whole book is very well written. But I felt like some of the assumptions being made in that chapter were kind of missing the mark and it felt like instead of talking about you know traditional wicca and um, the author's own beliefs she was kind of talking about what solitaries believe and it's like well i mean i'm not going to tell you what you believe but don't tell me that i assume that my self-initiation makes me as good as someone initiated into a coven because I know they're not the same thing. Um, so give me that credit at least. Uh, so basically the chapter three, th that was the one chapter where I had my wobble because it felt like 
there was a little bit of either unintentional or willful misunderstanding going on because the case is being put forward like obviously initiation is incredibly important to a coven this is how it works for a coven you know that you will get this kind of membership into a sort of group and then it's a, a choosy thing like they get to pick and choose who they allow in obviously that's fine that explains that aside of initiation but i think there is a kind of distortion of what self-initiation necessarily means to solitaries and eclectic practitioners whereas just speaking for myself and some of the books that i've read about like eclectic and solitary wicca it is not about saying that you are the same as traditional Wiccans. It's saying that you are kind of going forth under the umbrella of this religion of like Wicca as it applies to solitary practitioners. And I view it as very distinct to a dedication. When you dedicate yourself, it's like, oh, I'm going to follow this to the best of my ability. I'm going to look into this. And that's kind of like a declaration of intent and then the initiation is actually following through on that and saying, like, creating this milestone for yourself, which is incredibly important. And bottom line, I just didn't like some of the ways that the author was talking about self-initiation as if there was this pretense involved in kind of thinking that you had falsified your way into calling yourself something that you weren't. Because although it is like, it's called a different thing. And although it kind of resembles the original thing, there is no pretense, at least on my part, on the part of other people, because I, I performed my self-initiation with some of my friends, like we initiated ourselves at the same time. Um, there is no like pretense that it's the same thing at all. Um, I kind of didn't like the implication that there was some sort of fakery going on. Aside from that one little wobble, I did enjoy the book. I felt like uh, it was quite diplomatic in its handling of many other issues. Um, and I do think it is incredibly informative for um, people who are just kind of either interested in traditional Wicca, who want to know about traditional Wicca as it relates to their own path as a solitary, um, who have just an interest in Wicca as a religion. I think there's some good information in here and definitely a really good reference section that points you on your way to other books. I think it is a valuable resource to those people who are, as the uh, subtitle says, seekers. If you're looking for traditional Wicca, this this gives you a, a good sort of starting point of how of knowing how to find and approach covens. So it's very practical in that sense. Um, but even if that isn't your intention, because if it is your intention, you've probably already read it, because my understanding is there are very few books out there like this, then it is kind of worthwhile to read about just so that you have an awareness of this particular strand of paganism. And it's really informative, especially if you are largely misinformed about like what Wiccans do and what they believe, and you have kind of been misled by some of the stuff that gets put about on social media, things like that. But it, it is, I think, quite an informative book and one that would be a useful addition if you wanted to attempt to understand the roots of where Wicca is coming from and what it is like on kind of the traditional side of things. If you have no interest in that whatsoever, then clearly not the book for you. But I did like that the title makes it very clear what the book's going to be about. And it doesn't just say like, you know, one of these generic 
uh, Wicca 101 book titles that kind of misleads you into thinking it's a book about witchcraft. Because it's not, it's very much a book about Wicca. So it has that going for it. Uh, so I do recommend this book for those reasons, um, if those are subjects that interest you. And I do like the writing style and wish that there were more books about like different subjects as well written in this style. So I will be keeping an eye out to see um, if Full Moon comes out with other books uh, that might also be interesting to read. In the meantime, let me know if there's any other books you'd like me to get around to reading, any other non-fiction books in the style that you would recommend. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye!